0: I want to share with you 10 habits for self-care. Let's start with what I mean by self-care. It's a bit of a buzz phrase and it might immediately bring up visions of massages and bathtubs surrounded by candles and flowers and maybe a mani-pedi. Well, it can be those things and I do love every one of them, but I want to dig deeper than that into some habits that you can incorporate into your life to take good care of yourself so that you can prioritize your health and happiness and also maximize your potential of being the best version of you that will lead the way to your big dreams and goals. Hi and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada. After 19 years of working with patients to help them take on better habits for health and wellness, as well as a year of personal monthly habit challenges, I've learned how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So I'm getting intentional about my habits and routines, and I'm hoping to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 161 of the Improvement Project Podcast, and today I want to share with you 10 habits for self-care. Let's start with what I mean by self-care. It's a bit of a buzz phrase, and it might immediately bring up visions of massages and bathtubs surrounded by candles and flowers and maybe a mani-pedi. Well, it can be those things, and I do love every one of them. But I want to dig deeper than that into some habits that you can incorporate into your life to take good care of yourself so that you can prioritize your health and happiness and also maximize your potential of being the best version of you that will lead the way to your big dreams and goals. All right, number one, take care of your physical body. And this one, of course, is... The place where maybe your ideas of self-care have been mostly focused, and that's a good thing because most of us could take better care of our physical selves. Physical health is a gift, and many people take it for granted until something goes wrong. You only get one body to carry you through this lifetime, and for most of us, we have a tremendous amount of control over keeping this container that we are living in in this lifetime moving and functioning well. So this involves what you eat, what you drink, how you sleep, and how you manage stress. There are a bazillion resources to help you do this, but I recommend starting with drinking a little more water than you currently do. Drink a little less juice, pop, coffee, wine, and beer. Sleep a little longer than you currently do. Try for at least seven hours. But if you can get eight to nine hours, even better. And move your body for at least 20 minutes per day, but more is better. You are a motion machine. The more you move, the better. All right, number two, pick your people. Humans are social animals. An important determinant of our physical and mental health is the support system that we have around us. And this has become very evident for many of us in the time of COVID when we haven't been able to see our people in the same way. So I have shared previously on the podcast that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. It is very likely that you share the habits of these people, good or bad, and it is these people who will support you or not through the ups and downs of this life. So, a form of self-care is making sure that you pick good people. Choose the people that will provide the strongest support system and will love, encourage, appreciate, and lift you up. If there are people in your life who don't lift you up or support you in these ways, remember that, for the most part, you get to decide who you invite in or out. You can set boundaries with those people who aren't your best support and stay focused on the ones who empower you to be your best self. All right, number three, spend some time alone. Now, as much as all of us are social creatures and we need our people, it is also important to build a strong relationship with yourself and to recharge your batteries. Many people feel guilty for taking this alone time, whether it's a bath, chilling, reading a book, or watching Netflix, or just sitting quietly with your thoughts. I recently talked to a friend who was feeling unwell after having a vaccine dose the day before. And even then, when she was feeling unwell because of that reason, she felt the need to justify and explain why she went to have a nap and leave her family to their own devices. Remember that self-care is not selfish. Whatever preconceived notion or subconscious programming that you have around this in the past, give yourself permission to stop and have some time with yourself without having to justify it or explain it to yourself or to anyone else. Number four, stop comparing yourself to other people. In episode 148, I shared some tips on how to stop caring so much about what other people think. And this tip for self-care is somewhat related to that. Our human brains are wired to live in ancient cultures where our survival depended on the approval and the acceptance of the other members of the tribe. And now in a modern world with billions of people, we still care a lot what others think about us, even though that threat of being expelled from the tribe and certain death is not the issue in the way it was back then. When we spend time worrying about what other people think, we then start comparing ourselves to others and trying to match up or keep up with the Joneses. It's our lizard brains trying to keep us accepted in the tribe so we won't be banished and die. Now, remember that you can create your own tribe that will accept you and support you and encourage you. We just talked about that when I encouraged you to pick your people. In 2021, remember that your social media feeds are full of distorted realities. What you are seeing on all of those feeds is someone's highlight reel, not their behind the scenes. If you feel triggered by friends or strangers online and feel compelled to compare yourself with what they are sharing, consider taking a break from the doom scroll for your own self-care. And remember that there is only one you And only you have your perspectives, your gifts, and your ability to show up in this world, and nothing compares to that. Number five, keep your space clean and clutter-free. As you've likely heard me say before, my online pretend best friend, Gretchen Rubin, taught me that outer order contributes to inner calm. When your physical environment is clean, tidy, and clutter-free, it creates calm in your brain, which will allow you to feel happier and function better. Now, I do want to address something here that might be contentious but I think it's worth mentioning because maybe you've never thought about it in the way that I'm about to describe and that is having someone else clean your house or hiring a house cleaner. So first of all, what are the thoughts and feelings that come up for you as soon as you heard me say that? Now it might have been, well I can't afford it or that's not in the budget or that's something I can't justify when I can do it myself. Or maybe you love to clean your house, and if that's the case, amazing, carry on. But maybe there's something else. Perhaps you are thinking, it's important for me to clean my own house. It's a reflection of my taking care of my family, of doing my duty as a homemaker or a caregiver. Or maybe you're thinking that you'll be judged by other people if you don't do it yourself. Now, I only bring this up because in my practice, I see women who are doing all the things, all the time, And in this overwhelmed state, they feel guilt all the time about what's not getting done. And this is even before they've considered working on habits for self-care. I've also noticed that it seems as though we as women have been scripted through generations to accept that house cleaning is our job and it's somehow a moral failing if my house isn't cleaned by me. Now, I'll put in the caveat here that I know in 2021 that a lot of men do a lot of the house cleaning. I just don't hear them worrying about it or feeling guilt about it in the same way. Think about going to visit a friend's house. Isn't it common that the woman will explain or justify the state of the house by saying something like, Oh, sorry about the mess. Or I hope the kids didn't track something in there. Or I hope the bathroom is clean. And I'm not immune to this. When someone comes into my house, I'll find myself saying... Even if I know it's clean, I'll find myself saying, hey, decrease your expectations for cleanliness when you go in there. It's the weirdest thing. Why do I feel as though I'll be judged if my house isn't perfectly tidy or clean? Keep in mind, I'm aware that this is the lens that I'm looking through, so maybe you have a different experience. But I've never, ever heard a guy say anything about the cleanliness of their house when I go in. I feel like we've learned this behavior generationally and we continue to practice it or fall in line with the subconscious programming that was instilled when we were kids watching the older women in our lives. So, to rein this back in and bring it back to the habit for self-care, I recommend that if you have the means and you can make it work in your budget why don't you experiment with having someone clean your house? It's three to five hours or more per week that you can claim back to work on your side hustle or hang out with your kids or take a nap or practice any of these other habits for self-care that I'm sharing with you today. I also recommend getting present To the thoughts and feelings that came up for you around this subject matter. For for whatever reason, it makes people feel uncomfortable. Did it make you feel uncomfortable? Did you reject the thought of someone coming into your house to clean outright? For many of the people that I know, they'll say, no, no, I'm not going to have somebody clean my house. And they'll say it's about the money. But maybe it goes deeper than that. Food for thought. All right, number six, practice gratitude. Gratitude. We have discussed the benefits of gratitude on several previous episodes, and it's worth mentioning here again. The reason that we can put this on the list of habits for self-care is that being grateful puts you in a state of receiving. It is an emotion that doesn't allow for other emotions. When you are truly grateful for the things and circumstances and people that you have in this life, you can not also at the same time be negative or judgmental or petty. Gratitude is a higher vibration and it brings you to a place where you are a better version of yourself. The more you practice it, the happier you will be. Number seven, accept your past and offer gratitude for what got you here. I think it's common that many of us go back to something in the past, whether it was years ago or 15 minutes ago, and we torture ourselves by replaying it over and over and over and wishing that it was somehow different. The past is one of those tricky things that we can't change and it steals our power to be the best that we can be in the present when we spend a lot of time back there. So no matter what is in your past, I encourage you to practice self-care by accepting it and moving forward into focusing on the present. Now I do want to say here, this might sound as though I'm saying this flippantly, But I've done a lot of work to accept and move on from my past, and sometimes with the help of a professional. So I want to point out here that if you have trauma in your past that is overwhelming and is creating stress or conflict or mental health issues for you now, part of the self care that I'm talking about might include working with a therapist or a counselor or a coach to help you to understand and accept the struggles in your past. Once you can accept your past and recognize that you wouldn't be you now without it, you can then offer gratitude for the stuff that, that tough stuff that you overcame, that stuff that got you here. Number eight, accept that change is inevitable. The only constant in our lives, the only thing that we know for sure and that we can predict with 100% certainty is that things are going to change. Many of us spend a lot of time fighting back against this fact and causing ourselves a lot of grief and stress as a result. When you can accept that change is coming and then you work on being adaptable as things shift and move, you will be mentally happier and a healthier version of yourself. Practice self-care by accepting that change is inevitable. Number nine, forgive yourself. Guess what? You're human. You're going to do stupid stuff. You're going to have too many glasses of wine and say something dumb, or you're going to raise your voice with your kids, or you're going to say something mean to your spouse or hurt your friend's feelings. You'll likely do a bunch of other stuff that doesn't feel good when you think about it too. Practicing self-care by giving yourself a break is the self-care that I'm talking about in this tip. Forgive yourself and move on. Number 10, give yourself permission to be and do whatever it is that you want to do to be happy. And I'm gonna include the caveat that that's not hurting other people in the process. I include this one because of something that I'm working on lately for my own self-care and personal growth. And that not waiting for or asking for permission. So it was pointed out to me lately that in our educational system, we were taught to sit still at a desk and have a person in authority teach us stuff. We were taught to raise our hands to ask a question, which is basically we got scripted to get permission before we asked something. And then even when we had to go to the bathroom, we asked for permission. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for my education. And I know that this system is an efficient way to instill information and learning. And it's the thing that has allowed me to learn what I've learned and has brought me to hear But it also created some subconscious programming for me, and maybe for you too, that if I want to do something in this life, I've got to get permission. Now, this permission that I'm looking for, and that maybe you're looking for, might be from your boss, or your parents, or your spouse, or your friends, or from strangers on the internet. Maybe you don't even know that you're doing this, and that's the subconscious part. I've been working on building different aspects of my online business and upon reflection I've realized that I've been waiting for someone to tell me it's okay or that it's the best move or it's you know go ahead I give you permission and here's what's really empowered me to take steps forward through this. I get to decide I don't have to wait for permission to make the decisions that will lead me forward into creating the dream life that I envision. It feels so freeing and I want this for you too. So this last habit for self-care that I want to pass on to you today is notice if you've been waiting for permission, or if you feel compelled to always get someone say-so before you make any big decisions or do anything. Once you start to see a pattern where you have been doing this, try on the idea that you can listen to your inner knowing and make the decision on your own without anyone else's permission. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. I hope that I have offered you some new ways to uplevel your self-care routine, and I'd love to hear what you are going to start adding into your life to love up on yourself so that you can show up in a bigger and better way in this life. For questions or comments, send an email to TheImprovementProject at DrPeggyMalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. I'm on Instagram at DrPeggyMalone. You can always get my attention by using the hashtag TheImprovementProject. As usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that I mentioned during today's show in the show notes at TheImprovementProject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find this podcast. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. And we also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join our community. Until next time, my friends, stay focused and get after it. Hey, before you go, I just wanted to share something with you. What I know for sure is that most busy women know that they should be doing something different to lock in good habits and routines to take care of themselves. They know they should get consistent with their healthy habits and self-care. They know that they should eat better, drink more water, move their bodies more, manage their stress better. They know that they would feel better if they created a calm home and working environment, surrounded themselves with people who support their big dreams and goals, and tuned into being grateful for it all every day. Despite knowing this, they often just don't do anything about it. They just keep doing what they have been doing. How about you? Are you ready to get some help and get your good healthy habits on track by finally doing something about it? I can help. If you've been part of my world for the long haul, you may remember that back in 2013, I worked with clients one-on-one in a coaching program to help them get consistent with their health and self-care habits. This one-on-one coaching program helped people like you in making better choices for their habits and routines, as well as keeping them accountable to those new choices. And I'm bringing it back. I'm currently looking to work with six women over 12 weeks to decrease procrastination and decision fatigue and to increase consistency, self-awareness, and productivity. We will work together on your habit challenges and help you to take control of your health and happiness. It's time to say yes to your needs more often and say no to everything that doesn't serve you. If you have been putting off your better life, your health and happiness, and the best version of you that you can be until Monday or next week or next month or next year, and you know that now is the time and you want more guidance and information to get you there then this opportunity has your name all over it. I want to help you find your best and most healthy self, to take control of your habits and routines so you can be more productive and successful. I want to help you to be happier, healthier, more productive, more creative, and overall, your own best self. It's time. You're worth it. Believe it. If you would like to work with me in this 12-week one-on-one life-changing habits accountability coaching, or if you would like more information, send me an email to project at drpeggymalone.com or send me a DM on Instagram at drpeggymalone. We'll discuss the details and we'll help get you on track to be your healthiest and happiest overall best version of you. Let's get after it.